Others in the house, all over the houses, whatever campus you're at, we welcome you this weekend, Blount County, North Knoxville, UT, Internet Campus, Pellissippi Campus, soon to come our uh, Oak Ridge or Anderson County and Clinton and uh, Campbell County Campus. It is exciting to have you. Now, some of you may know, and I hope you're praying for them, but every year we print, we publish some goals that we believe that God wants us to accomplish and you can get them on the line or you can get them in a resource center out there and just things that we're believing God or we believe God wants us to do. But let me tell you, there are 10 goals, but let me tell you, nothing compares to the overarching goal above everything else we do. And that is we want God to show up in every service at every campus, every week in a faith promise church. And so understand our worship, there may be hazers, it may be, you know, contemporary, there may be all kind of lots of stuff, but the worship is not a show, it's an offering to God. It is an invitation of God to move in, to fill your heart and our hearts in this room and every campus, and that God will be honored and blessed through our worship. That is, that's the deal. Matter of fact, let me tell you what happened several years ago that God reminded me of while I was working on this message. We had not been on this campus long. We were still in our first building on the Pellissippi campus. We had not expanded it yet, and we were in a rapid growth, and God was moving, and people were being saved, and neighbors called the fire department, and they rolled the fire trucks up in the middle of one of our Sunday morning services, and the firemen ran out because the neighbors saw flames coming out of the top of the building. Amen. We need the flames of God coming out of the top of the building. Y'all believe that? Man, that's why we're looking for the glory of God to fall. That's what we need. That's what we're asking for today. We're asking at Faith Promise Global, there'll be 100 public baptisms this weekend. Now, one soul that is born again is a miracle. One person out of darkness into light, out of sin and into the Savior, out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of God's marvelous Son, that's a miracle. Amen? One, to have 100 people born again this weekend and come forward for a public profession, baptism, is a revival. And so we're looking for God to move. We need to be on fire as a church. Would you agree with that? What's happened is this. We've gotten sort of accustomed to what God is doing. You know, we come now and it's good and we expect every weekend to be good and we love the videos or the dramas or the worship. Or, and, and what's happening is we're slowly cooling down because this society that's all around us does not want us to be on fire for God. Would you agree with that? And so does God deserve us to be red hot, a volcano erupting for his glory, passion, worship? Isn't that the kind of church that God wants us to be? And so let me tell you, we are going to see some of the mother's greatest prayers answered this weekend. Uh, Friday, we hosted the Chick-fil-A leader cast here at the Pellissippi campus. Halloran did his uh, morning show here, and I was on the air with him some. And at the end of his show, people were calling in. And the, the, as mothers were calling in, their greatest desire was this, to know that my husband, my kids, my family are born again, and they're going to heaven. Moms, would you agree that's just uh, the, the deepest desire of your heart? And come on, let's be real. Mothers are the reasons that dads don't get to kill their kids. And so we, we're, we're, we're agreeing with moms that people would be saved this weekend, that people would, would come forward. And so we're asking for, for heaven-sent miracles. The only way for people to realize that they're lost, that they need Jesus, for God to open their eyes, or for them to have the faith and the boldness to move forward and say, I'm going to go public 
for Jesus in this politically correct culture that we live in. Because let me tell you, it's great to come out that you're gay, but it's not great to come out that you love Jesus. And that, is that not our society? Come on, let's be real. Now listen, let me just go ahead. If you're a first-time guest, we're so excited you're here. But let me tell you one of the things that we are not, we are not politically correct. We are biblically correct. It's what we still live by. It's what we walk by. And this is the deal. And so we love everybody. We don't care what kind of lifestyle you have, but let me tell you what we do. We honor the word of God, even though America is turning its back on this Bible. We are not. And so we are going to stand for God regardless. So what we're going to do, let's just take a minute and pray. Because y'all believe God could save 100 people this weekend across all of our campuses. All right, for it. Y'all believe that God can do that? All right. So do me a favor. Let's lift up some lightning rods. Lift up your hand. Begin to pray for the people around you. You don't even have to know who they are. That God would open up every eye at every campus. That people would be saved this weekend. That they would have the boldness and the faith to move forward. And they would honor the Lord today. So just right now, people around, just begin to pray. What a bizarre thing to pray in the house of prayer. Mighty God, we come to you in the strong name of Jesus. And that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We confess that he is Lord, that he has power over death, power over demons, and power over disease, depression, and defeat. We believe, God, that you are the victor, that you are the ultimate winner, that you are the king of the universe, and that we are not. And we bow before your rule, your reign, your word, and your spirit. God, we're asking you to do some miracles today. At every campus, there are mothers who are concerned about their family, family members who are not yet saved or who, who, who they wonder if they're truly saved or not. God, I pray today we link our faith, thousands of us across all of our campuses, and we believe you, God, that you're going to save some people today. We believe that you're going to forgive sins today. We believe that you're going to set some people free today. We believe that people are going to have the boldness in this dark hour, in this dark day, <clears throat> to stand up and to come forward for baptism. And God, we believe that when this day is over, revival is going to break out. Hell will be defeated. Heaven will be, will be impacted. And God, our lives will never, no, never, never be the same because we're your light, we're your salt, we're your people with the hands and feet of Jesus. We're looking for believing by faith, your spirit of God to fall, reign your glory. Let your flames erupt from the top of this building, every campus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And all God's people said, Somebody give him some praise in his house. Now, today we took pictures. You may not have seen it. So if you didn't, we have photographers at every door at every campus. Uh, They may be outside putting on the light. And so they're for moms to take pictures with their families uh, because we believe God was going to do something significant today. Also, it's the first time you've ever been to church and had chocolate-covered strawberries when you walked in. Amen. I believe it's biblical. We ought to do that more. I mean, come on, man. And now, I love a strawberry. I love a strawberry. But let me tell you something. When you put strawberry in chocolate, it is transformed into something new and better. Would y'all agree with that? I'm pretty sure I need a dirt clot if you put it in chocolate. But, man, it is transformed. If you've got your copy of the Word of God, turn to the book of Acts, the eighth chapter. 
We're going to look at a a well-known supernatural story of someone coming to faith in God's glory. So if you've got that, let me just, come on. If you've got your Bible, hold it up. Come on, just hold it up. Let's go. Come on, hold it up. All right, come on, get it up there. Do we believe the Word of God? All right, so let's look and see what happened in this story, starting in verse 26. Then the angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Get up and go south to the road that descends from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert road. So he got up and went. There was an Ethiopian eunuch, a court official of Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure. And he had come to Jerusalem to worship. He was returning and sitting in his chariot, and he was reading the prophet Isaiah. And the spirit said to Philip, go up and join this chariot. Philip ran and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and said, do you understand what you're reading? And he said, well, how could I unless someone guides me? He invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the passage of scripture which he was reading was this. He was led as a sheep to slaughter, as a lamb before its shears is silent, so he does not open his mouth. In humiliation, his judgment was taken away. Who will relate his generation for his life is removed far from the earth. The eunuch answered Philip and said, Please tell me, of whom does this prophet say this, of himself or someone else? Then Philip opened his mouth, and beginning from the scripture, he preached Jesus to him. As they went along the road, they came to some water. The eunuch said, Look, water! What prevents me from being baptized? And Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. He answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He ordered the church to stop. They both went down to the water, Philip as well as eunuch, and he baptized him. They came up out of the water. The Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away, and, he, uh, and the eunuch no longer saw him, but, but he went on his way rejoicing. And Philip found himself at Astos, and as he passed through, he kept preaching the gospel to all the cities until he came to Caesarea. And that's a supernatural story. And I want you to notice one thing right on the, right on the get-go of the context of the story. Philip, is, is, there is a major revival breaking out in Samaria. Miracles happening. People are being saved. It's unbelievable. And the Spirit of God says, Philip, hey, leave the revival and go after the one. There is just no limit to what God will do to reach one person for Jesus. Do y'all believe that? There's just not, I mean, there's just no, matter of fact, right now, I'm reading stories of the persecuted church and all over the world, especially the Muslim countries where it is punishable by death to share Jesus, Muslims are being woken up in the middle of the night with dreams of Jesus and are being saved. Man, it's happening all over the globe. See, there, if, if, if someone is seeking after truth, God will send them a vision. He'll send them a witness. He'll send them a missionary. He will send them something because we see this eunuch has left Ethiopia where, he, where he's the treasure. I mean, he, he's the Ben Bernanke of his day, and he's gone to Jerusalem to worship. So let me tell you something about him. He was a seeker after God, and he knew that there was a God in Israel, so he goes to Jerusalem to worship. And, and what, what I believe about this is he had a spirit-led curiosity because our flesh will never want to know about God. He had a spirit-led curiosity because God was drawing this eunuch, and he goes to Jerusalem to find out more about God. Now, many of you this weekend were drawn here. I know it's Mother's Day, but you were drawn to this place. You were, you're, you're, you're wondering about God. You're wondering, is this true? What's going on? I, I wonder what the real deal is. And as you are drawn and as God is moving and giving you a curiosity, I believe many of you are going to be saved. Faith promise, would y'all agree with that? It's what, it's what happened to us. 
And he, he, he's reading the prophet Isaiah, and the Spirit said, go up and join the chariot. Philip ran, heard him reading Isaiah. Do you understand what you're reading? How could I unless, unless someone tells me? So he goes, and he preaches. You know, he's, he's in Isaiah, a prophecy about the Messiah that is to come. And he's reading, and he said, who's he talking about? Is he talking about himself or someone else? What a wide-open door to witness. What a, I mean, you ever had somebody ask you, hey, could you tell me how to go to heaven? I mean, this is a why you could drive a Mack truck through the door that this Ethiopian eunuch has given Philip to share Jesus. It's a wide-open door. And what does it say? He began from this scripture and on, he began to preach Jesus to him. So he tells him about Jesus, he tells him about salvation, he tells him about baptism, and while he is preaching, they pass some type of spring or water, and he said, look, in verse 26, 36, what prevents me from being baptized? See, he wasn't looking for an excuse not to. Are you with me? He wasn't looking for a way to get out of it, he was looking for a way to get into it. He was hunting. Hey, how did, man, listen, there's some water. Man, what's stopping me from being baptized? Look at verse 37. Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. So there's a big if that starts verse 37, if you believe with all of your heart. Let me tell you what's going on in the American church and even at Faith Promise. We've got too many people that have a passing wonder about God. They don't have a deep, deep spirit given curiosity and hunger for God. There are a lot of people that come here and come to churches. They have an emotional stirring. They hear the gospel and they say, hey, that's good. I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. And they say, hey, I want some of that. And they pray a prayer. And three months later, the FBI couldn't find them. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, they're a gone pecan. You just, I mean, nobody knows where they are. They've never gone. I mean, they just don't go back to church. Jesus said their heart wasn't ready. They had an emotional stirring, but they did not turn their whole heart over to him. We need some whole heart people for God. Would y'all agree with that? Listen, we've got far too many what I call cultural Christians. And if you live in the South, you all know cultural Christians. They go to church on Sunday, live like hell Monday through Saturday. They do whatever they want to. They rib, rip, rob, and rape. They, 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 they do everything they want to do. Then they show up with their suits and their hands, and, and they walk in there, and they say, I'm good. I've got my fire insurance. Let me tell you, God does not provide fire insurance. He provides a salvation by transformation. Are you with me? Does this make sense? We, listen, if we had more wholehearted Christians, America would not be in the place that it is in. Now listen, we love everybody, but let me tell you, watch what's going on culturally. Are you with me? Watch what's happening. Just not long ago, don't ask, don't tell got turned over to ask and tell everybody. Last week, the American military said it is illegal to witness or talk about God. You will be court-martialed and put in prison if you share your faith in the military. Next step is to get rid of all of the chaplains. See, do you see what's going on? You can't witness, but you can, you can jump up and down that you're gay. A basketball player comes out and says he is gay, and he is a national celebrity. 
The president calls. The first lady calls. The, the Hollywood calls. All the superstars call and say, whoa, thank God. And ESPN somebody, commentator said, hey, wait a minute. Isn't that a sin? And he has to write an apology letter back to the gay basketball player. God said there'll be a day when they'll call evil good and good evil, and we are living in it. Now listen, and the reason because we've got so many half-hearted, sissified, Casper milk-toned, whiny, honey, panty-waist Christians who go to church and don't stand up for Jesus. So listen, man, I'm talking about being people being saved today. I'm not talking about being politically correct. I'm talking about walking in the light in a dark culture. I'm talking about standing up for the truth when today we stand up for a lie. I'm talking about going against the flow. When you stood, when, when in the book of Acts when, and, and the Gospels, when they got saved, they counted Caesar as a god. They were having to go against. People were cut in two. They were burned. They were fed to the lions. Nero dipped in oil, hung them on a post, and lit the streets of Rome with the burning bodies of believers. And today we're so afraid that the media is going to make fun of us or somebody's going to say something about us that we're scared to preach the real gospel. We're scared to preach the real word. And I'm telling you, church, at Faith Promise, they can shut us down. They can put us in jail. But we will stand for the living Jesus and the true word of the living God. Uh, um, and let me just I'm gonna say one more thing. Now I'm going to be good, Chris. <laughs> Canada, several years ago, made gay marriage legal. The very next step was to make it illegal to preach against it. And so preachers by the dozens were imprisoned who stood up in pulpits and said that homosexu homosexuality is a sin. Now, those of you that are major older would have never dreamed you live in America where they could come in the church and say, you can't preach against, but it's coming. And so you need to decide today who you're going to stand for. You need to decide today. See, actually, we've got it too easy in the church in America. You know what I mean? It's no cost to becoming a believer anymore, but it's coming. And, I, and, and you'll have to make a decision where you stand. See, he looked at the Ethiopian and he said, if you believe with all of your heart. To believe means to, to be persuaded or to believe that something is true. The gospel is simply this, that God sent his only begotten son on Christmas, who lived 33 and a half years, a perfect life, who died on the cross on Easter, I mean on Good Friday and rose from the grave on Easter, and he paid for our sins, and those of us who repent of our sins turn around and go another way and put our faith and trust in Jesus that we'll be saved. Romans 10, 13, whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be saved, if you believe with all of your heart. Now, again, the church is full of part-time Christians. Would y'all agree with that? Man, you, yesterday, we were talking about prayer partners, driving past the soccer fields over off level, pouring down rain, it was packed packed. Those same folks over there, many of them who are church members, if they wake up on Sunday and it's raining, they're not going. Are you with me? The last two, you say, well, not a faith promise. Watch the tennis drop the last two weekends because it rained. It rained. Is there something wrong with that? Or am I just the only white job in the house? <laughs> Don't answer that. <laughs> Come on, church. I and mean, he died on a cross naked. Can we not live for him in this dark day? 
See, I believe the reason Philip said, if you believe your whole heart, but see, because if God gets your whole heart, he gets all of you. Are you with me? All of you. Too many of us have tried to give God some of us, and we're hanging on to the world here, and we're trying to hang on to God here. And Jesus said, you're either for me or you're against me. You gather together or you scatter abroad. The two, listen, you cannot unite Baal and God. You cannot unite the world and the word. You cannot unite. You've got to choose you this day which God you will serve. Joshua said, choose who you're going to stand. And let me tell you what's going on right now. I know this is hardcore. I got that. I understand that. Man, we live in a day where we need some hardcore. Man, the church has been lulled to sleep. Are you with me? Man, when there's a polar bear in the pulpit, there are ice cubes in the pews. And man, we need some red hot stuff going on for God. Well, let me, so let me tell you what I believe is happening right now. I know this is hardcore, but God is drawing some of you. He is exposing you that, hey, man, you might be separated, that you're not sure if you're really truly saved, that you're sitting there and God is drawing you and God brought you just like God drew the eunuch to Jerusalem and he drew Philip to the eunuch and he put them together and the eunuch was excited. He didn't make excuses, man. He wanted what God had for him. And right now, today is the day of salvation for many. All across our campuses right now, God is moving. God is drawing people. God is moving. He said, if you believe with your whole heart, you may. Now, this is the deal. If you say, you know what, Pastor, I'm not sure if I'm saved. Man, I, I, man, I don't know if my sins have been forgiven, but I want to know that I know. Man, I, I want to know that I'm going to heaven. Man, I want my mama to know I'm going to heaven. Amen? Man, I, listen, I, I want to know. So if you say, man, I am ready to turn my life over. I'm ready, to, I'm ready to give it all to Jesus. If that's you with eyes wide open and heads up, just lift your hand up. Just right now. Come on, lift up. Oh, my. Come on, come on. Right here, here we go. Every section, come on. Every section, every section. Woo! Listen, we, listen, we're about to kick some devil booty up here in the house. Amen? So right now, with every head bowed, let's pray with those folks who just raised their hand. Let's pray this prayer out loud. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. I believe in you. With my whole heart, I confess you as Lord. I turn to you by faith. Now, now save me. Be my Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, somebody give God some praise. Come on. Woo! Man. It's exciting. Now, what did he say? He said, if you believe, you can be baptized. Now, you that just raised your hand and prayed that prayer, it's time to get baptized. You see, but I didn't bring any clothes. We brought them for you. We brought them. We got shorts or scrubs. We got some T-shirts. We got towels. What a better thing to go out to lunch on Mother's Day than what a wet head. Hey, how comes your head wet? Man, I got saved today. I got baptized today. Man, today's a brand new day for Jesus. So come on. Come on. This is the deal. Listen, this is the deal. Man, I love a strawberry. Y'all love strawberries. See, and this strawberry just got saved. It's become new. But see, what covers you changes you. Ooh, strawberries getting baptized. Now, see, this is the deal. They try to talk me in and get baptized in chocolate. I know it's hot. I did not do that because you have a smart pastor. But this is the deal. See, that, that strawberry just got baptized. That strawberry has been changed by what has covered it. Amen? 
And so, man, baptism, the blood of Jesus covers us, and then baptism covers us. So, man, it is time for you to go public, 3,000 people, day one. The reason revival broke out in Acts is because God spoke and they obeyed and God moved again. And God spoke and they obeyed and God moved again. The root to revival is obedience by the people of God. Y'all believe that? Man, if God wants to cut it up. And so what prevents me from being baptized? Man, Philip said, if you believe, you can do it. And many at every campus have just given their heart to Jesus. So this is the deal. Man, we, we're ready for you. We got it. I'm going to count to three. And when I get done with three, I want you to pop up. It doesn't matter if you're the only one or you're the hundredth one. And move your way to the back at every single campus, and there'll be somebody waiting for you. Does that sound good? Will that honor God? So this is the deal. Are you ready? One. When are we going to get up? On what? One. What comes after one? Two. Two. Come on. And all God's people said three. Let's get up right now. Head out. Come on. Just head on out. Let's do this. Come on. Yes, Lord. Come on. Make your way out. Come on. Every hand that was raised, come on. Right now. Come on. Let's make some mamas happy in the house. Come on. There we go. We're not done. We're not done. Come on. There's some more. Let's do this. Come on. No sissies. Let's go. Come on. Let's make our way back. Man, Jesus is in the house. I believe some flames about to break up on the top. Come on and head that way. Woo. That's why we took pictures, because we wanted you to remember today. And so God is going to come on back up, praise team and band. You guys, come on back up. We're going we're gonna to worship. And while these folks uh, get counseled and, and get changed, by the way, if you're fifth grade or below, you have to go through a, uh, a baptism class, everybody fifth grade and under. But we're going to worship. I need to get in shape. <laughs> this preaching's hard business. And so, man, we are, we're going to, we're going to...